you heard that, that is my SpongeBob squeaky shoes. I'm in the land of Simon Holmstrom right now. I'm about to step outside real quick because the venue's a little bit noisy. Um, yeah, I'm in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, we've had an event for the last couple days. I think the last time that um, I did a hit was sometime in the UK or right before it. Um, and it's cool there. Uh, you know, it's quaint. There's, there's a lot of little oddities that I like about it. Like a lot of prog rock that I love comes from the UK. But in terms of just touring there and being an artist there, it is night and day compared to Europe and even America. And Desmond can kind of talk on the, the treatment that artists get in America to a certain extent too. Um, because it's like, you know, you, you get your rider fulfilled. It's nothing, you know, it, 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 it's, it's nothing extravagant like Europe where they're, they literally treat you honestly the way they should be treated when you're traveling. And even, even a bus like the headliners are where it's, it's not, it's, it's tough. It, it can be a little bit tough, but you know, you get in and there's catering and like showers and like that work showers that work and like, I don't know. Europe, Europe's really great, and the UK is, it's, it's just, it's just not so great, but the crowds are awesome, um, crowds are fucking sick, we played probably the best show of the tour so far there, which was like 2,000 people in this old theater in London that Charlie Chaplin performed at in the 30s, it's insane, um, but, uh, before, uh, yeah, so we got there, we played a bunch of really good shows, we, um, uh, after that, we, we headed back to Europe, um, and we're, we're in Scandinavia now. Like, we hit Denmark, two shows in Denmark. We missed a show in Oslo, Norway, which kind of sucks because of a trailer uh, bearing. If you play roller hockey, you know, or you know, just have general knowledge of wheels, those bearings that, you know, they, they, uh, they, can, they can go bad. And uh, we had a few on, a, on one of the tires on our trailer kind of go bad and it set us back because the drive times are like nine hours apart now i'm boring i'm boring you guys with this but it's it's fine it's fine um either way we missed we've missed norway kind of sucks we'll we'll find our way back there at some point um but we're in scandinavia right now and uh we're, we're very specifically in stockholm and then we're two days in finland and then another day in gothenburg and then i'm and then i'm back home I think there's like three regular season games when I get home. So let's let's talk Islanders. Let's talk shop here a little bit. Uh, let, let's let's hone in on even though I think it's been more games. Let's let's hone in on the last four, and that's the Jackets. Followed that comeback along uh, while I was in the bunk, just scrolling on data, and that was a fun one that I was kind of or no that that one was not a bunk one. I was played a show. Uh, and then a bunch of friends wanted to go out to a bar, which turned out to be a nightmare club that plays, like, horrible music. It, it, like, not horrible, but, you know, stuff that I'm not into, which is a lot of, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to say what kind of stuff it is. Just It's, it's like, emo stuff that, like, I don't know. It's, it's not, it, stuff that's very specifically not for me. I'm not saying that all emo is not for me, but, um, it was, it was a bit of a hot topic club. But either way, they had Wi-Fi there, so I was kind of suckling on the Wi-Fi. Not enough to stream stuff, but... I was getting good enough service with my uh, with Twitter that I was following along. I was following that comeback along, and that was that was one that felt like they should have had, uh, even just in people's language talking about the game, uh, 
but they let slip away from them and then came back to it and then and then and then let it slip away and over time it is what it is they got a point which is which might turn out to be huge looking at the standings um you know i'm gonna forget about the sabers game I, I had a buddy who actually went to that who's from the uk plays in a band that we tour with a lot roll tomasi um and for whatever reason he's in new york city right now while we're in the uk which i find is a little, find a little weird um trying to avoid us or something uh but he wound up going to a game we've kind of turned them all into islanders fans which is cool uh bummer that he got to see that game but he's used to soccer football whatever you want to call it and um so a uh, a 2-0 final with an empty netter is not something that's out of his comfort zone and he had a he had a blast um but the last two games man watching those condensed highlights and the condensed games i should say and and just the general vibe let's let's fucking go i i you know that Devils game looked like it was huge, big Palmieri game, and another big Palmieri game uh, coming up huge with a with a shoot with technically the shootout winner. Yes, yes, because the Caps scored one in the shootout. Um, my God, I think these guys are starting to gel, and Matt Barzell is still on his way back. <sighs> Bo Horvat, I know the the there's general conversation around him not producing, but like scored that scored that goal in the shootout and and you know i don't know just it, it feels like the team is playing better since he got there they're winning if they're winning what's your issue right especially because it, he's a guy that's got all of these points banked he's it's it's clear that it's it's clear that throughout his career he's been able to score points i know that it's not been as high as this season but man goal scorers hockey players they they go through hot and cold streaks you know, just like Chill out, man. Uh, Pierre Engvall has been a handsome pickup from what I understand. Just some of the highlights. I, that pff, fucking goal from uh, Golan Kemper the other night was uh, rough stuff for, for him. But, but you know, it's, it's, the, bo- the boys are putting the puck in the net and they're winning games. And it's, 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 it's lovely to see. So uh, this is my update. I'm sure that Desmond will go over that in more detail. It's a little bit of a long one. But... I don't know, man. I, I, I'm going to be back probably for the next pod. There's only, uh, there's, in, in a week I'll be home, so I imagine I'll be back for the next pod and for hopefully a real long playoff uh, run. So let's go Islanders, huh? I believe 54. Um, not a single Islander comes to mind for 54. Perhaps. Did Cole not... Bardreau wear it the yes. second, time? The second yes. time around? Yes, J. Cole Bardreau, uh, Cole Bardreau. Uh, did it. Um, but uh, I, I'm back. You know, the episodes, this is the first time we've done week to week since the, the, the pandemic season where nothing was going on. So it was very easy to keep a schedule. And um yeah but it's it's as as people know mike is this actually might be the last in a way this is the last mikeless episode but it kind (laughs) of isn't because i am joined by you introduce yourself if we kind of do like an introduce yourself michael lieboff of the islanders anxiety podcast baby 
That's right. The, the gentlemen scholars of, of Isles uh, podcast universe, as I said last step. Yeah, that was a that was a, a wonderful compliment. Um, I, you know, Dan and I we talk basically all day, every day, just about the Islanders and stuff. And I think a couple of months ago, preseason, we were talking about just all the Islander podcasts and stuff, and how each one has kind of this this beautiful uniqueness to it uh where and and i think it comes from the fact that as we joke about a lot on islanders anxiety for a decade plus the islanders had one and a half beat writers so <laughs> like you so nobody had coverage so in in a way like you you yearned for it and folks like you and me and uh you know, just growing up we had this kind of idea of like oh you know, if I was covering the Islanders or if I was talking about the Islanders, if I was there talking with Blake Como in the, you know, I'd ask him this question because nobody was there to ask it. So then that's why we kind of do uh, our podcasts in to like almost satiate those those feelings, I feel like. And each one of us is different, like because, you know, that there was no coverage. And now we're providing some sort of outlet in in our own way because we don't and we don't really trust anyone that else is anyone that's else is that's doing it which is hilarious there there doesn't need like i I, in a way i i don't um since staple has gone to the dark side um you know and 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 maybe you know i'm a very uh as as might surprise you i'm I'm fairly liberal when it comes to uh, rehabilitation i'm willing you know to 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 bring him um into like a little bit of a re-education camp situation. Um so he's not gone forever, but but <laughs> since him, you know, I don't and I love, I'm a big fan of the the popcorn god himself, Andrew, Andrew Gross. But like that's all I need, you know, as far as like writing. Right. Everything else is should just be bullshitting because like the islanders are the islanders. It is what it is. This is our this is either you like this band or you don't. Yeah. And we do, and we're going to talk about this band that we love, the New York, the art that we love, the art of Islanders hockey. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. I think, you know, when, when I read anything about the Islanders now, I'm just like, there's, I'm almost waiting for someone to, to, to make, make a joke or like point out the irony in a situation. But the, the one writer in particular who I'm kind of thinking of here just doesn't have like a, a sense of humor about it and and if you don't have a sense of humor this is just not really the team for you at all God, no. which is God, hilarious no. like like the, the the islanders are are here to just to make you feel like more than anything and and it's if if you can't feel as a as someone who's paid to cover the team or you can't evoke emotion then you're probably in the wrong backyard but yes that is uh you know that's 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 my two cents on on how I think this Islanders podcast universe, as you like to call it, has kind of emerged uh, almost out of necessity, uh, but it's been beautiful. It's so much fun to just be a part of and and listen to. And as as someone like you, like I, all I do is think about. The, I was shopping Brussels sprouts before, and I was just thinking about Kyle Palmieri and, and Ilya Sorokin the whole time. That I, I kind of just lost what I was doing for like five minutes, and I wasn't thinking about anything big. I was yeah. thinking about Kyle Palmieri and. Ilya Sorokin. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes uh, when I can't sleep at night, I go to Cap Friendly and I, I envision what 
what a third pair defenseman the Islanders might might pick up or, you know, if if, you know, I, I don't want to speak it into existence, but he's kind of alluded to it. This might be Zach's last ride. And if he if he if he doesn't stay, you know, who are some of the some of the, the third line left wings out out there that the Islanders could get? Like the, these are the things I, I spend I spend free time. I can't imagine the Islanders without Zach Parisi anymore. Like even before or after. Like now when I'm when I'm watching, you know, highlights from the like the twenty twenty uh one run. Travis Ajak is a perfect stand in for him, so it makes sense. But like I almost see him there. You know, I almost see Parisi taking pucks out of the corner. I see him like finding Kip Miller in the two thousand two highlights and stuff like that. It's it's he's always been there. He's just there. He's just he's there. Always, the all, spirit yeah. of him's been there forever, but uh but yeah, and and you know, I guess to that, that's a good segue. And, and honestly, we're off to such a great. It's rare, just because like because of the um, you know my unprofessional co-host, I I have a bit of an aversion to the name Mike. But but you're re- you're really doing a good job of uh, of of bringing it back into good graces. Um, Mike Mike is is this actually? And the next episode might be corporate co-host Mike's solo ride because i'm i'm gonna be in peru next week so you know this might be a chris gibson type situation (laughs) where like the islanders need to lock it in and we're relying on that guy Uh, so so like i i it's it is what it is folks cup champion chris gibson i put together a good fucking season here mike uh corporate mike is gonna have to fucking carry his own fucking weight but uh but you know to bring it to the Islanders. Um, and, you know, speaking about Islanders anxiety, it's funny so to peel back the curtain a bit here. Mike, you and I are both, uh, or I'm half season. Are you full season? Yeah. Yeah. I bought a season tickets with uh, my old man. The, uh, tr- the, the Trots' first season, like halfway through to get playoff rights. And I just stuck with them until this year and i think next year i'm kind of wavering between half and full i have a a, a daughter now um and uh the i just i love this team so much but there just are some games that you just you just can't go to like i can't even bring myself to go to yeah like yeah. and it's just and and um you know then it just becomes a hassle so uh having less of a a buffet to choose from i think would yeah. be wise but yeah I, i'm uh, half and i'm half and and we sit very interestingly bookending yeah. our same row in the same section yeah and so, i i need you to come over one time to, to sit next to the old timer that so it's usually depending on on how the islanders did this the game before my dad sits on the aisle then i'll sit inside or if, if one of us can't go but we try to keep the seats you know superstitiously and um then the the the, the gentleman directly to the person who's uh in the second seats is a uh he's an old-time hockey official for the fdny like he was like their off-ice official for their hockey team and and so he watches the the refs more than the games and like he'll like <laughs> so he, he'll call like oh good call that's icing the you know the, he was late on the horn tv timeout he calls out all this stuff and when the islanders score you he actually plays their goal horn on his phone because that's what he does for the 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 scoring he does for like over 50s leagues and stuff when someone scores he plays a goal horn on his phone and there are so many characters this guy is islander games man there are so many types of guy oh, walk into islander games and he's got an incredible like 
Bronx old timey like Frankie Valley sort of accent going. He's <laughs> he's a really great guy. Um, yeah. And then you're on, but you're on the. It's funny how we're so close, but you're so you're yet so far because you're you know 15 seats or so away from me, and you'd have yeah. no idea that this this shtick was going on. Uh, you know, just just one in your in your row, just a few seats down. But he's yeah. he's an absolute gentleman. I I love him. And and so throughout this season, we have just been um, you know kind of having our little pregame and, and intermission sessions. And and you know, I was thinking about what you said about how the, the a beat writer that doesn't have a sense of the team, you know, so we have to step up. This has been a hell of a year to not have a beat like a a yeah. sol- a, a, a stage and, setter yeah stage setter and and to be clear like i i do like i like andrew gross's podcast quite a bit because i just find i find him entertaining but he writes for newsday newsday's right. newsday. you yes. know it, yeah. it, it's going to be like five paragraphs that, that basically you know you'll have like maybe a three cents paragraph in there that like it's a little bit Ooh, interesting. Because they also right. factor in that that like the players barely say anything too. So yep. there's several things to like not work with. Whereas like I like his podcast a bit. You get a little bit more of his personality, and you know he has like other other writers on and and whatnot. But um, this has been a hell of a year to not have some because you know you are you are the anxious one, and I have been the don't worry, be happy one mm-hmm. all season, and and this just feels like the the one of the weird, one of the craziest rides that have broken right, yeah. Um, of a regular season, yeah. It's because like when 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 it's a roller coaster ride and it goes wrong, when you tell people, "Wow, you wouldn't believe what just happened," they're like, "I got no time for you. You didn't make the playoffs." Like, so I don't even care that <laughs> you know, like I don't care that the, all those guys had COVID and or you know, I, I don't Dr. care that Thomas, got Thomas hurt in the Olympics. Thomas Hickey played wing and scored yeah, an overtime right. goal, but you guys still yeah. missed by a point. Right. Like, yeah. Like nobody cares if, unless, you know, you get, and then when you, you, if you do get into the spring fling, like people, people will listen to you a little bit more. And I kind of hope Dan and I talk all the time just about how the, you know, you won't get the, in the weeds coverage of the Islanders, like you will for other teams in the league on, on like bigger mainstream kind of outlets. Um, and if people had been paying attention, it'd be like, this is just truly been outrageously bizarre. I mean, I can, I can, I am very anxious about like the Islanders and, and I, I'm, but I'm also aware of like when I am, like who I am. So I always make sure to be like, okay, you're freaking out right now because the Islanders are up to one of the devils in the third period and you're assuming the worst, but if they're <laughs> not, that means you need to be as happy as you are anxious. So yes. like after the game, like I might I need to match it, right? So like I remember when the Islanders this season started, uh, and they they lost that game to the Devils to start the season ending four game losing streak. I remember just like kind of collecting myself and being like, You think the season's over, we're six games in, and you know that's ludicrous. So if they do make the playoffs, you better be you better be able to Feel what you feel now, and 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 like let it go, and or be happy as happy as you are depressed right now. Um, and they're not in yet, but if they do get in, I'm going to be sure to to thank my lucky stars and, and be just so grateful for this season because because of, of how it's just all over. Yeah, the place. it feels like it feels like it's been that like there there's never been outside of one guy that we'll get to at the top of our, our player breakdown, but there's no one guy that 
like there's no there's no one story throughout this season and it's never it felt like it's never stayed the same story for more than like two weeks right three weeks and and it's it's just been it's been crazy and you know in between the the last episode this is the again the closest we've done the islanders have gone two one and one um and and as kind of the way this season has gone looking at looking on paper never the way you thought yep. they, it hasn't played out the way you thought it ended roughly in a place that you're like not entirely surprised by um pleasantly maybe pleasantly slightly surprised and like happy about not elated about but it's just happened in a way that like it's it honestly it, this season has felt like when you play like the EA Sports NHL games and you simulate a bunch of games <laughs> and then like afterwards like and you're like wait okay uh who is Hudson fashing and how has he scored like uh, several either game winning goals or game tying goals? Like how, what is, that's one of the players that, that is generated. Like when you play like five seasons in and, the, and they start generating fake players in the draft, like that's one of the guys. And, and like this season has felt had such a randomness to it that, that, but now I feel like in these last these last four games, and I guess you know you extrapolate a little bit the last three weeks or so, it's starting to just I think settle in enough. It's settling enough. It's still not as settled as I think I want it to be or as as anybody wants it to be. But like personally, I feel more confident now in this team one to eighteen than I think I've felt all season. Yeah. And uh I don't know where where are you I guess with with do you feel like the Islanders are back do you feel settled into that feeling I do actually and I think there's been a couple subtle things that have happened that have kind of just completely calibrated this team correctly you, you know how like the there's I hate how people you either have to be pro or anti Lou or pro or anti, you know, Jack Capuano or like whatever, rather than just like riding with these people. Like they're on they're in the same bus as us, right? Like Lou mm-hmm. just is in the front of the bus. Um and we're in just telling everybody the- shut up. Yeah. Inspecting everybody's yeah. facial hair yeah, as they exactly. walk in. Yeah. Yeah. He's seatbelts are on and uh, making sure you know, no cursing, everyone's but like um th- there's the the folks who I think have been pro Lou because of just like his pedigree and, and his resume, they have there's this kind of like ridiculous cliche of just you know blind like just trust Lou. He knows what he's doing, everything will fall into place. And it's kind of come true, like in a really weird way this season, where like like the Romanov trade. So th- this is what I'm talking about with like the subtle differences, like the subtle kind of things that have happened that have, have really calibrated this team. They get Romanov, he struggled, he he, you know becomes a fan favorite within six minutes of him stepping on the ice. Then he starts to struggle a little bit uh, and then has a kid. And all of a sudden now is really on the ascendancy. Like he's becoming a, has a kid a, in a cage. Yeah. A kid in a cage. Uh, and, and just, he's, he's settled in nicely. And I remember when they traded for him, people are like, yeah, he had a, you know, a rough start. And then when the coaching change happened, uh, you know, Ducharme to, to St. Louis, he really found himself. And, uh, he, he he just he looks so much calmer. He's using his legs. He's skating more. And like Lou Lou made that trade, 
everyone kind of wrote it off by Christmas saying like that was probably a mistake. Uh, and then it got proven right. Then then, the, you know, everyone was freaking out about myself included, of course, you know, the, the lack of Nazem Kadri or Johnny Gaudreau or Alex Debrinkat in in the offseason. He ends up getting Bo Horvat, gets lampooned by the, all, all the smartest people in the room, of course, uh, charts everywhere. And it ends up being a great move, right? Like, so, yeah. and then, and then, he, and then the, uh, the last subtle thing is the, the Pierre Engvall trade. And then the Pierre Engvall move to put, play with Nelson and, and Paul Mary. So, like, this blind trust in Lou that these people have is kind of being proven right in this, in this instance, right? Like, he, he really spit the bit last year, I think. And, and it's looked like he might have this year, but things are just clicking, right? Like he, he obviously got the, the kind of mix in the right in the room. It just ended up taking a little bit longer for the kind of pieces to, to totally click into gear. And now that they are for the first time all season. And I think this is why we think the Islanders are back. You see, you can see the, plan and the ethos and the identity mm-hmm. of this team every game yeah and you're yeah. just like i know exactly what they're trying to do i know exactly what they're trying to do every every line every shift even if they you know scott mayfield might board someone with five minutes left in a tied game against the washington capitals and drive you nuts but at least you know what they're trying to do as a group whether yeah. someone goes rogue whatever they're human beings but that's it's it's all kind of come into focus and I can't. I honestly can't believe it. I, if you had told me this on January first that I'd be saying this, uh, I would have. I would have thought you know you were crazy or something. But here we are. Yeah, I, you know it, it's interesting. So I guess on some level, like I think, uh, it's almost like a paradox, like or uh, oxymoron. I'm not sure. I was an English major a long, long time ago. But uh, but it, the Islanders are back because it feels like the Islanders have em- have embraced that it's it's a different time it's a this is a different situation like it it, it felt like or they, they've they've struck the right balance of of and they found what this situation is because um you know the islanders are not the trots islanders they're close there are shades of the trots islanders still there yep however like i think specifically how they play for better and in good ways and in bad ways, it's not it's not the same team. Like the, some of the passes that these players try in their own ends, n- not shit that you would yeah. see in a, in a trout yeah. system. Samuel but, Bolduc going going across the slot in his own zone several times. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, but you know it, it's also not the team. It felt like maybe at the beginning of the season, it it was. They were trying too hard to embrace whatever the hell yeah. Lambert was trying to do at the beginning of the season. It's kind of like a new school year. Like you come out like in like a seventh grader. You get into school. School. You're like, oh, I'm gonna be like this cooler guy. Like start doing this and that. And then by March, you're just like, fuck, I gotta finish my homework and get all this stuff. And you just <laughs> you just get you just get you're just getting your shit done the best way you can. And you just don't give a shit about that other stuff. And and I think I, I I'm very curious. You know, I'm I'm curious as to what extent. So I think there were there were so there were um, systemic tweaks. Not sure exactly what they were. I know, the, but there was a lot of roster tweaks, both with what they already had, 
ends with roster additions, which is trust in Lou. Lou did kind of fail in the offseason yep. because he had he's he's recovered insanely in right. season. But like, you know, it, so it's a mix of like the system changing um, and and also maybe getting players adding taking what you what was the opening night lineup subtracting bellows from it adding <laughs> adding um engval subtracting bovillier adding horvat is like that's that is pretty humongous and yeah. and uh and and also like you know before he got hurt um somehow sebastian Ajo, another like how the fuck did that happen sebastian Ajo right finding himself like before before he got hurt he was one of the defensemen they put out down a man down a man you know he was he was manning the point he was manning the blue he was holding the line down a man and like you know it, it's just this team has become because it's not Aho isn't the Aho from last year you know and and it's it's been exciting as a fan to watch and I think it's been good for the franchise to have found this new I this it's not it's not oh it's it's kind of what we thought we were gonna get in the offseason where it was like okay Lambert's coming in but not that not an insane amount it's not like that one year where the Florida Panthers like signed like 10 people right you know it's like it's mostly the same team it theoretically can't be that different systematically like it, it, it just can't be but seems like they tried to do a whole bunch of different shit at the beginning of the season and that didn't work, yeah. but they're also not, I think good enough, whatever Lambert can't do an exact trot system. So he has to figure out this. And I, it seems like by changing up the D pairs, by changing up the lines for the most part before the Barzell injury, especially like things were, you know, looking really nice. And it's, it's just, it's been, it's been like, uh, the fact of like them hitting this stride now UBS arena is starting to feel better. Like, Oh my God. It's a new team. It's a new building. Everything feels new again. And, and it's been, it's been a blast, but, but I guess um, to bring it to these, like, let's just do a little bit of a, you know, get to specifics and, and, and whatnot. I mean, past four games, (laughs) they, they lose in overtime to the blue jackets cannon Cannon, Cannon, Cannon. Michael Hutchinson. Michael Hutchinson. Uh, I was at I was at the um, watch party that the Islanders and Heineken threw at Catch in Astoria. Wildly stoned, and uh, and and uh, Niles and Sparky were there, huh. and it, it was a lot. It was just a lot. Like, and I went I went on solo. It was a me night. I went solo. Yeah, Holden Caulfield it. Yeah, and it was just a lot. It was a lot to like, and there's a period of time where Niles uh, was at the bar, and this very small, very old Irish man was getting a kick out of him, talking to him a little bit, then looking at me and like kind of talking with me and me just like trying to figure out how to socialize with this small old man while very stoned, like that's trying to talk to me a bunch. It was a very Islanders Friday. And the game, and the game, and it was sparsely attended too. Like it was a sparsely attended watch party, which which kind of helped the weirdness of the energy. 
And I remember thinking like, okay, Zach gets his, his 20th goal. All right, cool. You know what? We're, we're cruising. We're going to beat the shit out of them. We're going to win tomorrow. We might clinch by the time we record next episode. And we, we had talked about recording like, oh man, what if we get to like, what if it's like a clinch uh, <laughs> episode? But no, can't be that easy. Can't be that good. Um, Zach scores and then Blue Jackets score, gets waved off, immediately score again. But then Brock scores back. And I'm like, no, we got this. And then it it felt like uh, January Island. Yeah, again. exactly. I was gonna say, that, that was a game straight out of, uh, you know, the thanks between Thanksgiving and Christmas, where yeah. every five minutes they were a different team. Uh, yeah, and it's Ken that Johnson, was so endlessly frustrating. Yeah, Michigan goal. The the, the, the there's nothing. Why more... is it called the Michigan and not named after the guy who did it? I always wondered that. Like, why isn't it just? I think his name's like Mike Lego or something. Like, why is it yeah, called it is, the Michigan or Legio? It's Legio. It's one of like, why yeah, is it is. called the Legio? Like that poor guy. Like. I bet you if he became like a, if he ended up like having like a, a legit pro career, he probably yeah. like would have been called that. But yeah, but yeah, since since like all people ever saw of it was the like the ESPN clip of it when it'd be like top hundred out of goals. context, yeah. out of context, and too, nobody it's like not from the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, but yeah, that game that 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 Blue Jackets game and then into the Sabers game. So like that's you know. We, we, when we talk about having, you know, anxiety as a fan, the the reason that I get so anxious is I always get ahead of myself in these situations. So I had that Sabres game circled because I I knew what was to come after it, yeah. right? Like, which go, go, kind of goes back to the uh, kind of complaints that Dan and I and you and, and a lot of people have with with this team and how it's covered. It's like, the context, the lo- context matters in losses, and losing that one meant that you then had to steal games. And they yeah. had a, they had kind of given them themselves a reprie- reprieve with the the Maple Leafs win. Um, yeah. So now you had to steal one from the Devils and then win the fifty fifty against. It's it's like di- it's like the never ending cycle of dieting, like like yeah. dieting and exercising, right. like, yeah. like 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 you, you get yourself in shape. You're like I look good, yeah, feel good. I can relax for a little bit and like. Three weeks, two or sometimes like just two weeks later, you're like, "Oh, what the fuck happened to me?" Yep, and and that's been a lot of the Islander season. Yes, and uh, and especially because the Buffalo game, we we, we both were at it. I think right. Yeah, I was there. Uh, I was there as SpongeBob, well. SpongeBob, SpongeBob game. SpongeBob game. It was my first time. It was my friend Steve's uh, birthday. First tailgate quote-unquote tailgate at UBS, and it was rainy as shit. Where, and Kobe, where'd you go? We just sat in his car. Oh, beautiful. He couldn't even set up the tent because it was, it was, it was like, that murky out, and I was just like, oh, fuck. They better... And when I saw that, like, Comrie was in that, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, wh- how it was setting up that, that back-to-back, the, the Ohio, Western New York, uh, you know, the hosting them, but that two-step looked bad because of... I was like, well... Michael Hutchinson's in goal, so that's a loss. He hasn't won a game for the Blue Jackets yet. It's easily a loss. And then, oh, the guy who just let in 10 goals is playing for the Sabres? You know how yeah. this is going to end. Like, And I think that kind of, uh, it's like almost cliche because like every fan base I think thinks that way. But boy, does it come true with the Islanders all the time. Like these, these things just find them. 
they just find them. Yeah, it's 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 and it's, it's self fulfilling like, a little bit, I guess. But like, it's a team of coin. Like it, there there have been it a connective tissue and like photo negatives between Lambert and and Trotz teams is that like there's a very there's a feeling of like coin flip success to yeah. to what goes on here with Trotz. It was and, and the scores of the games are fairly similar, but it's like the coin flips of of Trotz games were like low event two one wins and these are like heavy crazy event three two wins you yeah. know and like and and that's and and comebacks and like when they when they lost in overtime to the blue jackets i instantly knew because they made the comeback and it's like oh maybe we're doing what we did to pittsburgh we're gonna and then like when they lost it was just like when and when lee took the penalty at the yeah. end of regulation yeah that's i was I mean. like we're losing this and we're fucked tomorrow. I just yeah. like I instantly was like for, for me it was it was the Mayfield like last five minutes where he he effectively just played for the Blue Jackets, passing them the puck and and you know, just icing it, not realizing any situation. Um I was like, Okay, so they're going to lose this game. It's just about whether they get one or two, and then there's no way that this doesn't carry into tomorrow. And it yeah. and it and it did. And uh, and yeah, the game the, the game was like that was uh I was definitely one of the, the the least entertaining games I've ever seen in my entire life. The Sabres it, game, yeah. Sabres game. It was it was it was like it was a it was a series of like two yard runs, an occasional first down that like did not have a follow up. You maybe ha- would have like a fifteen yard pass here and there. Yeah. But like there was not like anything and, and it was the Bar- Barlamov was the most exciting part of the whole game. Oh, he he killed yeah. it. That that two on one save he made. Yeah. I thought that was honestly like, with the exception of maybe, hmm, that probably was his best game, his best regular season game as an Islander, and like easily one of his like top five, even counting playoff games. I think as an Islander, yeah. like like pure performance, the amount yeah. of you know, not a shot. Holy shit. How'd he get that saves that he made? Um, yeah. The reads are incredible. Like that, that's what was so impressive. I was like, this guy hasn't played in so long and, and he's reading the game so well and, and like jumping two on ones. And uh, he's, he's gonna, you know, he's a, I know we want to, we're going to end up talking a lot about his partner in crime in a little bit, but like Varlamov someone who's going to, when his Islander career comes to a close, like, someone I'm going to need to think a lot about and, and, and wonder if, if, if we just appreciated the stability that he gave us in uh, several roles, mm-hmm. especially coming, I was really upset that they didn't bring back Leonard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that relationship was so layered and deep and, you know, kind of just beautifully manic in its own way. Like that when, when Varlamov came, I was like, yeah, I'll warm up to this guy eventually. I know he's a solid goalie, but he he really just was the if if and and maybe I'm giving Lamarillo too much credit for thinking this far ahead, but mm-hmm. for thinking like eventually we're gonna have this this wonderkind and goal, and this is the perfect guy to kind of like ease him in, uh, to teach him how to surf basically, and yeah uh, he has been and and not only teach him how to surf but also like know when to okay like this guy's you know that felt that felt 
I mean, at the time when they when they let Len, uh, Leonard go, and they got Varlamov, who had had flamed out not flames a strong word, but but had, had found his way out of the rotation in in Colorado. There was this like, I don't know about this, but it big better, contract too. But yeah, and and many years, and he you know he's ha- he had had he's been. Well, I was gonna say he's been helped. Not really. He last year, but one of the things that fucked it up was him being hurt. Right. Yeah, exactly. The start him, of the year. Him getting hurt in it, and maybe it was the in the injury that kept him out and made him suck in the Penguin series right. of that twenty one year, just like extended all the way to like over a month into yeah last season. But but you know the thought was like okay, don't want to make assumptions based on his nationality, but. You've got to hope that this means right. that this is this is this is table setting for for um, for Sorokin. But um, what I will say, like one of the things about Varlamov is that he seems like a middle point between Laner and Sorokin, and yeah. that he, he he is athletic, but he's a lot. He's much more of a. Um, I feel like just a a simply ang- like angles cutting. Angles um, and and like technique guy. Um, not not to say Sorokin's technique is awesome. He just I think Sorokin likes to play a little deeper in his net than Varlamov. Um, yeah, he's he's Sorokin has the athleticism to and an insane flexibility and ballet moves to to make yeah. up for any any any. He could play any way he wants. Whereas like Varlamov has to play within. He has a color within his lines, or else he's he's screwed. Yeah, I mean the, the 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 Pulak block happens because Varlamov loses his net. Like for no, he just like he's, he's, in, the, he's in the face-off circle. Yeah, he just absolutely loses his My mind. God. But like you know, he's more than Laner, who was like he fit that team so yeah. well. He fit that story so well. But and you know, in retrospect, something it, at the time, it's it's. I'm happy Laner's got got to make a shit ton of money. Yep. He got to have more. Mo- he he had a great um, playoff run with with Van- uh, with um, with Vegas. You know he 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 got to that wasn't his his last moment. I'm hoping yep. he's able to get his shit together now to at least become a backup because like I envision him at some point coming back here as a backup. You know, like, yeah. But like he has to get his hips once a goalie's hips go. But beyond like you know, yes, he did fit, but. Talk about credit to Lou. He was willing to look past the sentimentality, right? And look at look at how that Carolina series went, where a team that the Islanders couldn't always slow down, they didn't get thoroughly outplayed. Definitely not in the first two games. Yeah, the first two games were, you know, uh, but but it came down to, and then when it fell apart, is that you know, they got him moving, and he couldn't he couldn't keep up, yep. you know, and 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 he and. He's not athletic enough. He's a great technique guy. He's a great battler. He's he, he has a great frame and he knows how to use it. But hockey's a game that, that's gotten increasingly dynamic and and as good as the trots system can be, it's obviously imperfect. So you, you need a little bit more out of your goal. You need to be able to ask a little bit more of your goalie, I think, than yep. you could you could out of a goalie like Laner. And um yeah, Varley, and it was just like fucking varley i was so upset at uh leaving that buffalo game because i was like 
if you just wasted the last like great Varlamov performance, yeah, I'm gonna be pissed. Because like backups winning you games down the stretch is also one of the things that makes you feel confident. You know what I mean? Yep. And yeah. and uh that that was just like, oh fuck, that, that gave an uneasy feeling. But uh of course our our, our old friend Kyle scores <laughs> on us. You know, I uh, talk about guys that I, I've like, you know, wish casted their way back as like a depth player I into know. the lineup. That guy I've I've like Oh, if they buy him out, maybe. Basically, Parise style right. thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And and but, like you can almost going back to what I was saying about Parise, like how you can kind of see him in in these highlight videos. You can almost see Oposo the same. You know, like it it would be beautiful if 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 somehow that works out. And uh, like I really wonder, you know, not to get this so sidetracked, but like a penny for his thoughts on on like how connected he still feels to the Islanders knowing how we as a fan base feel about Tavares um but like at the same time like he's he he's he's he was real tight with Bailey and and Martin and Clutterbuck and all these other guys like knowing that like okay that guy left um I'm friends with him still and then but there's all these other guys that I loved when I was here that they're still there. Like they and are those still, guys are still friends too. Yeah. Like, yeah exactly. And, like, and like, like they're still friends. It's so it's just like I like he's in this funny like spot, I feel like Oposo. If if they you're he's almost it's almost like he went to study abroad and like fell in love and and, and left and like because he's a like he's 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 a Sabres captain. Like he's the Sabres captain. I'm and so I, glad. I'm so glad he got to be a captain. Too. Yeah, like he's like, the way I'm glad that that like Laner got to not be like a one-hit wonder right. type, type guy. Like I, I'm glad that like Oposo got to, um, got to recover his career, like bring his career back to respectability. Yeah, to the point where nobody ever brings up his contract. Like when he gets talked about on like any mainstream, po- no one's like he's making seven million dollars. That's too much. Like yeah, no shit. But like he's also just a be- beautiful soul, like and and a guy you want to play with. And in and, and the years they were like, okay, you take his seven million away, they were never going to be good yeah, enough. Right. Where where seven more million, seven million anywhere else was going to save yeah, he's, save his, that franchise. His it's not a sunk cost with him. Like he like they invested in Kyle Oposo, the human being, and now they got all these young guys who watched him. And we're like, all right, like that's how you kind of treat other people in this in this business. Hopefully, um, but yeah, like it would be beautiful. But I feel like he's just going to be there for a while. Yeah. In Buffalo, and then like be a you know that gets Play- like the. He becomes one of the guys that that gets hired in the organization. Johnny Boychuk, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I and and yeah, I mean, and to you know, as we segue out of that, like with with Oposo, would love to know his thoughts because he is one of the maybe I would say ten thoughtful players in the NHL. Um, <laughs> his 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 quote his quote about you know all all the Pride Night um, jerseys sitting out situations that have gone on and. His like his response was was not like treated like a two minute like a two minute platitude hand grenade. He like reached out to someone that works in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and like was like you know was able to to simultaneously convey a thought of like just yelling at Labushkin isn't going to change things. So there needs to be some like grace on some level. Right. Uh, uh, there needs to be some. If, if not grace consideration, how do I, what will be productive here, but also firmly thinking about all of this in the context of 
What if there's a closeted player that, and how the fuck are they going to feel? Right. Like he's the one that's actually made not about the players that don't want to wear a Jersey for 15 fucking minutes. He made it about the, the, the actual thing at play and not, and not, you know, everyone's, think, yeah, it's, everyone's it's, welcome in the, in, in, in this locker room. Like, okay, no, but there's a bigger thing than the locker room. Right. We're having the night because a lot of things have happened outside of the locker rooms that make people want to enjoy this shit. So just he, when I saw that quote again, I was like, okay, maybe if Clutterbuck doesn't do it, and, <laughs> and you know, he takes a league minimum. But Clutterbuck's, right Clutterbuck's a talisman all of a sudden. Like that fourth line. Oh, man. oh my God. But, but so to bring it and, and, you know, we're to bring it into better vibes as, as, as like, like Kyle Oposo's thoughtfulness brings me into better energy. The last two games, um, beating the Devils and beating the Caps, which even if the Caps are like technically like probably worse than the, the Sabres this year, that they have Ovechkin, they have, you know, they have. It's it's, uh, it's got it's going to sound crazy, but I I would be horrified of a best of seven against the Capitals. The, even this version of them, they're emptying that they're for the same reason that Zach Parise is playing out of his fucking skull. For the same reason that I feel like Clutterbuck has kind of just looked like himself for the past two weeks. There's an emptying of the tank thing that I think happens yep. with some of these guys. And, and I, I feel like, you know, if, if, if the caps were a little bit better this year, they'd be scary because yep. they, you know, Ovechkin would, would be playing. Like I, I can tell this team is running out of gas. So I don't know how many times I might not get to be here again. Yeah, yeah, and it's... and like and and you also have other storylines there. You you have Carlson coming yeah. back from injury. That was another thing. I'm like, okay, he's going to get like a goal and two assists or something here. Um, Craig Smith Kuz... always scores against us. Somehow we did it this time. He... Kuz... Kuznetsov is like being you know trade rumors. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna like get a, a hat trick or something. Like there was right, yeah. There's so many pieces there that on a game. In a one game situation, in a one game scenario, and I think you, in one of the first episodes of of, of this season for your pod, you said it's going to be eighty two um, game sevens, yeah, eighty two game oh, playoffs, yeah, 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 yeah eighty two game playoffs, and like it's it has that feeling of like you see the like, and it's like each game it's been kind of a roster check of like how confident I feel. Like yeah. Obviously, with the roster, with the storylines there, I was like horrified. And- and that's the and, stuff, yeah, that's the stuff that you think about in the playoffs. Like, I remember, like, when you're in a playoff series with someone, like, you, the universe is just kind of collide in this crazy, weird, weird way. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God, like, Craig Smith, when he was playing for the Bruins, like, he didn't take, he didn't take warmups. Like, that that screws their, their middle six. Like, Trent Frederick's going to have to come up. Like, you're, you're so ingrained in it. And because the season has been so important, because the Islanders are at, we're at such a crossroads that could like one fork side of the fork is oblivion rebuild kind of stuff. And the other side the other fork is like, Holy shit. Like this, this beautiful group of people, like the uncles, they get their last party. Like it, it is exact, like all or nothing kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why we said like, okay, it feels like an 82 game playoff. And, and, and I've treated it that way as a fan. So like when I, the first thing I thought when I heard those Kuznetsov trade rumors was, 
please tell me the Capitals play another game before they play the Islanders because I don't want to be the first opponent that he plays <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, after yeah. after that stuff comes to light. And yeah. we were like, I was like, of course they have a four day break. And like yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this this is another, it, I make up bad breaks for the Islanders in my head. And I was like, another terrible break for the Islanders. And for, and like you know, the game before the devils, like looking at that roster and it's like, Oh, like, and, and thinking about the beginning of the season, it felt like, the canary in the coal mine of the the harbinger of the of the the devils was like them just like annihilating the islanders that was the most dominant performance i've seen maybe in my life and i've seen so many bad (laughs) islanders teams and i've never seen a team just completely skate a team off the ice like they did to us and i feel like the the devil like the islanders felt the same way i remember listening to uh, the post game on the way home from from UBS and like they were all like they are really fast and really good like watch out for them was just uh, so I was so with how they came out of the weekend, and Sorokin was so good that game too and there we are we're finally at it the re, like the the, the 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 a tying thread to all this to this whole season has and and in those games and especially being at the game Monday like that was a like no this guy's that fucking good like he and and you need to calm the fuck down when you have this guy yeah like it, it he was fucking lights out and and it like you know the islanders did play better i mean it's hard to not play better than they did in buffalo buffalo it was clear where that they were tired because like there there was it was nothing but almost plays all game almost 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 just off the stick just out of rhythm but uh you know they they were playing better, but the Devils did like they looked as delivered as far as like, uh, or as advertised like speed wise, setup wise. Yep, I was just like, oh, no matter where you make a mistake uh, against the Devils, it's going to end up in a, an on man rush for them. You can make you can make a like a weak pass behind their net, and yeah. it can end up on on Ryan Graves' stick. And he's already started a break by passing it to like Jesper Brad, and all of a sudden, and um, this is the most this is the most weapons that the Devils I think yeah. have have had. Um, may, maybe a couple of the of the like late nineties, early two thousands teams after trade deadline, like with Alex McGillney right. or something like <laughs> like. But yeah, but even then, I, I think these are especially what's you know these are all like a lot of these guys are it's their first time doing it, so. You know, like when we saw the the Tavares first Tavares Islanders make it, and and you could see the way like Tavares found another level, Oposo found another level, Bailey that was like the beginning of uh, Bailey looking yeah. like something, Hamannik fucking squaring up with with like Malkin every it game, was, yeah, every time it, they play the Penguins, it was... it was you know each guy and 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 with the Devils like the thought that I that what I keep watching because obviously, um, you know their their goaltending is not the best goaltending in 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 the division it's not when it's not blackwood it's not the worst um but you know v- vanacek seems like perfectly adequate to me like the way he played yeah he looked, you know he reminds me a lot of a, an islander who wears who wears 41 or did it was yarrow halak like he reminds me a lot of halak like, just a, like a little less a little not, not quite as high end i think yeah but he might get there like he's just like he's yeah yeah he's, yeah yeah, yeah. He's like just he's gonna give you like an at the end of the season, you're gonna have like ups and downs with him, but you're gonna look at a guy who's like in this day and age, like a nine ten, which is really good, or a nine oh eight. Um, that's yeah. who he reminds me of. And and like it's it depends on whether you get him on his upswing or his downswing. 
uh, as an opponent. But that's that's who he really reminds me of him. And maybe it's the number and and uh, that 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 makes me think of it. But I'm just like he's just that's that's who I think of uh, in terms of his like ceiling and floor. Like he can yeah win. yeah ceiling for sure ceiling is definitely. Yeah. But you know it, yeah so it was one of those things where where uh, yeah that game they were just flying and the Islanders were punching back better and them it was like clear. It was, that was such a fun game to watch too, because talking about like, okay, Islanders identity coming about, like you th- watching that game because of how opposite the the Devils are, yeah. it, it accentuated the Islanders. Like the the physicality, Palmieri just like finishing, Palmieri looking like Clutterbuck at times with with like his physicality, Lee throwing hits. Yeah, yeah. It you was, know, it was, it was something, and and them getting the first goal, you know, was was so huge because I was so afraid that like Ilya's making save after save after save after save every type every type of setup that you could have goal line, you know, weird angle thing bounces off a of defense like shot from like shot from the the point um, through a screen, yep. you know, he was getting everything. I was just so afraid though of like a goal finally happening and then like the team just like Sagging. sags. Yeah. But it, they didn't. They didn't. They they didn't and and uh I mean before I, I we get to the goal I with Sorokin it's it's so interesting. Did last night I I had several different in two different chats. I think one of them might have been with you. I was just talking about how Sorokin, I think, is the the Islander goalie of my lifetime. Like I, 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 I'm genuinely starting to think, like I'm not, I'm not gonna see a goalie right this good in an Islander jersey. It's and it's that kind of awareness I think that makes Islander fans so great, right? Like we 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 are part of like we are here for the journey, and when like the destination is what it is at the end of the day. Cause usually destination sucks for this team. But um, so the journey is what needs to be uh, appreciated. And when you have someone like Sorokin on this part of the journey, like we look, we don't, we don't like, Oh great. Like let's hope that this guy can lead us to a cup or like maybe he'll win a couple of vets in us. This is great. Like, no man, I'm just going to enjoy the fact that I, this is my guy. Like he, him and I are, are together. And um, you know, like I feel, I feel like it's, it, it I'll, i easy comparison is to ranger fans who who like don't think that way like it's not about the journey with them it's like the destination they just want they just want to be able to to say like look at this ring look at this award there's my guy in the suit on the stage like look at all his hardware like what a fucking beauty yeah right like exactly like no this is this it's for us it's like no man like god i'm eating a sandwich right now and i'm thinking about Ilya sorokin and that's that's (laughs) what it's all about right like He's, you know who he reminds me of, like in in terms of like a film trope. There are like movies where the main protagonist, uh, maybe it's from someone who died, or like there's like a ghost that only he can see. Uh, there's like that FX show Wilfred, where like the dog, like no one can see the dog. Um, I haven't seen it. Is it good? I, I, in general, I have I, no I, idea if it was good, but I just I remember FX, that being. I the love show. FX in yeah. general. I feel I feel like they're like probably one of the better. Like, I, I remember, it was Elijah Wood. Networks. I think was the main character, but uh, like you know the trope I'm talking about. Like 
there, there's the main character and he's got like a ghost following him around and like guiding him and, and no one jo- else. Jojo see- Rabbit. Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not to compare Ilya. Yeah, exactly. But the trope that, that is in Jojo Rabbit. Um, that's how I feel with Sorokin sometimes. He's just always with me. Like he's just always with yeah. me. I can always feel like <laughs> like I'm having a bad day or like something bad happens or whatever. I he's still he's with me. Like I'll be able to know that I've got this guy. Like he's got me. And it's <sighs> on on that, I mean, on that on that wave, it's very funny that you say that because last night, after last night's game. Shout out to Dynasty Hockey Co. on Instagram posting. Um, let me see how how well you're able to see it. Let me see if I oh I, the, I can't. It's uh I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll text it to you. But it's a Photoshop of of Ilya on a beach, and it's uh with footprints and, and it's paraphrasing it's, like, <laughs> it's paraphrasing the Bible. That's when he, when he carried you or whatever. Oh, it's so good. That's, uh, yeah, but that's how. And it when is. you see, and when you can only see one set of uh, footprints. It was then that I carried you, Ilya yep. Sorokin. <laughs> that is so beautiful and true. And that's how I feel about him. Like you go to bed and like, it sounds crazy, but if if there, there's what, 365 days in a year? Yeah. I think about Ilya Sorokin 365 days a year, but like he's one of the last people I think about before I go to sleep. Cause like, I'm just, I'm so grateful for him. Cause like you said, he is, the goalie of our lifetime and he's so affable he's just like the nicest guy he's so he gets it there's nothing there's no ego to him at all like it's is he is to fit in with this team like these guys are all people you want to root for and i think that's part of why dan and i have such a grudge against the media like no these are the underdogs these are the lovable underdogs that everybody wrote off like you should like these. These are very likable human beings that play for the Islanders. Like that's kind of the point. Like they only Zach, get these. Zach Hyman's a rich kid that that, yeah. got, that got his dad <laughs> paid that bought him, teams, bought him into hockey. <laughs> yeah. So what like, the fuck are we talking? How is that? And he seems like a nice guy. I'm sure. Blah blah yeah. blah. All that. But like, no, how is not, he? How does yeah. he get more of like a human interest? Fucking yeah. There's uh, no there's no human interest interest in the Islanders somehow, despite that this team has been through wars together and. As as we've we've t- like I've we talked about on our Weird Islanders with with uh, the Alan Quine episode and uh, we had one with you uh, that's coming out in a couple of weeks in the same season like when you go back to Alan Quine's season there are still ten guys from that playoff series against the Florida Panthers on this team. It's ten. crazy. It's like that's what sports are about. Like rooting for guys that you want to root for that represent you and me and and the, the community that we're a part of. Josh Bailey. Josh Bailey was drafted in 2008. He had Scott Gordon as his coach, yeah. and he and he and he's now coached by Lane Lambert. Yeah, he's, he, he's. It's it's like it's like the the like sharks that actually are dinosaurs that still exist, or the alligators <laughs> that, that they're turtles that like they're actually that's not a turtle, that's the dinosaur thing still that yeah. still exists. Like that's Josh Bailey. To the Islanders, and and I'm glad that he's enjoying his popcorn in the in the press box. I, I was say, rest same. easy, King. But if, uh, uh, do you, has there ever been a, a Stanley Cup that was passed 
to the health, the first person to get the Stanley Cup from the captain was a healthy scratch. A guy in a suit. It's yeah. gonna be. It's, it's gonna, gonna be Josh. Be- but but yeah, I mean, I- Ilya Ilya has made all that all of that possible, and it's like, you know, he he played great. He played great in the Devils game, but I think, I mean, and I think the Islanders played well in both games, but there was a feeling the the way, especially the way the the second line was going. I mean, it felt like um, the second and fourth line were really, really eating the devils up like physically. Yeah. Even, and even the third line with Lee, Lee throwing, they couldn't get shit going offensively, but Lee was like hitting guys in the corner all night. They provided a blueprint, like that cliche of like, Oh, they just provided a blueprint for how to beat Tom Brady or whatever. Like, yeah, they kind of showed like here's you ha- here's how you beat the devils. You do have to skate with them and 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 whatever, but like you need to to take your chances physically. And I I like almost got mad at them a little bit in in a sick way. Like I was like, you're showing the Rangers the secret to beating this team. Like relax, yeah. relax. But then I realized the Rangers aren't that physical. Like with J- Jacob Truba, yeah, he'll injure someone. I'm sure. Like that as 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 per usual. Like they'll run a goalie and Truba will chicken wing someone in the head, but. Uh, they don't play like that, so I was I like calm myself a little bit, but uh, yeah, they were f- so physical in that game, and and it it, it felt like one of those um, scenes from like a war movie or something where the the um the troops or whatever are like running forward and bullets are just like whizzing by everybody, and that's kind of how the Islanders felt that game. Like the Devils are flying by them, but they just trudged forward and kept trudging forward until uh, they got out of there with a really good win, and and they played. I think the Devils and Capitals games were so polar opposites, but at the same like, like the Islanders, if you took if you like took the film mm-hmm. of that and you just deleted the opponents from from the footage and you just put those two games together, it probably would look the same if it was just the Islanders on the TV. They were doing the same shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know, it was it was with Sorokin Sorokin kept them like Sorokin holding the fort until they could get the first goal was was just fucking humongous. And and you know, again, it's it's they his demeanor and composure it it helps the team, and I think it's beginning to help me as a fan because <laughs> like you know, as a Islander yeah. Islander power play is supposed to become a, you know oh it's going to be two nothing nope and I, I know it's not going to be two nothing just please don't give up a shorthanded right. goal. And I like, was thinking of it that way. At least this means most likely there's two minutes coming off the clock. Yeah, I exactly. I think the same way. When I saw the puck hop over Dobson's stick, and when I saw where, like where it died, like it was just in a weird enough zone where I'm like, oh, this is gonna be, it's gonna be awkward to try to feel it's out a the situation. Angle. Yeah, it was yeah, a situation. Situa- <laughs> it was a situation, and and like he gets scored on, and it's just. Because I feel like like Sorokin can just from thinking about the shootouts, like he can go hot and cold on breakaways sometimes. Yeah, but but for the most part, he for the in, in breakaways in general for the most part he's good. But it was just like okay, because still the stink of the weekends there, and that goal happens, and I'm just like oh fuck, is yeah, this it was like sc- maybe is, the scariest goal of the season because of the 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 junction it put us at. Yeah, is this gonna is this gonna be you know where where it, it comes off? But like. No matter if it's a weird goal, a, a a Michigan goal, a soft goal, he acts the same. Yeah, it's so funny. Every time, it's like it's it's amazing, it, and 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 I think that rubs off 
it rubs off on the team. And uh, like, for me, it's just like, you know, he, he, the, 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 the quote that he was asked uh, when he was asked after like last, last night, you know, about playoffs after missing last yeah. year. And he was like, no, I just, I think yeah. about one game at a time. Yeah. There's really no point. And you think. believe him. Like he, 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 he doesn't know what a hockey cliche is. I don't think in like the English language yet, maybe. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm underselling him, but at the same time, like you just, you believe some people when they say cliches like that, like, like Anders Lee, God love him. The guy, the guy will, will, it's almost like interviewing a, like a soldier coming home from world war two. Like the way he talks, it's just all American beautiful it's beautiful in a, in a way but it's it, it's like you know me and the boys and and we, i believe in this group and and all that stuff and what a cat yeah, is supposed S- to do S- soroki kept us in it you yeah. know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like i love him but like with with you just like yeah no anders i know like I, I remember distinctly before they they went on that brutal pacific northwest trip uh they were on a little bit of a roll and andrew gross asked him you know, like that, that first game is always really tough crap traveling cross country. And he's like, yeah, but you know, this group's been through so much. That's just not going to matter that much. And we're going to be ready for it. And I was like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. I, but, I, but there's uh, honestly like a, a part of leadership. I mean, and then part of like example setting is, uh, is knowing that you have to put on a poker face sometimes, yeah. even if you know, you're going to still lose that game of poker yeah. because it, it'll be worse for your next poker game. If you are a miserable shit, I just I just wish he would just be like, look, these are my best friends, and we're just about to travel across the the North North America, go go see a few other cities, and play some hockey games. Like it's cold as fuck. Like what yeah. do you want me to say? Yeah, here? It, it's yeah. brutal. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, like Ilya, man, Ilya Ilya is beautiful, and like his his composure, you know the the the, the Capitals game. I thought the Islanders. I think the Islanders had more pronounced. I, th- I think they had more overall throughout the lineup um, uh, cohesion, but but I also think weirdly there was, and maybe this is a symptom of their of their system. I felt like Sorokin had more highlight reel saves in the he had, he had them in both games, but I think there were more pronounced ones in the Capitals game, and especially in like tenser moments. And maybe I'm just I'm just like. Uh, it just because it felt like as the Capitals game went on, the Islanders were not sealing up the opportunities. Where like as the Devils game went on, they started to seal things up a bit. Like yeah, crew, uh, yeah, Hughes would, would bust into the zone, but he'd, you know, it, it's like a fucking uh, uh, what's it? It's a pin, like it, it's like a pinball game. Like two chi- two sticks just hit him, like. Yep you know, knock at him, a defenseman and a forward cutting back, knock and, and and it's gone. Whereas like the Capitals game and because the Islanders weren't, they didn't end it in regulation. He had to be on uh-huh. as on as he was the entire, the entire time. Especially like after, after the Islanders got the, the second Palmieri goal, which was just made out of pure, like Islanders pressure leading to like you giving the puck to the one guy on this team that can aim a puck um, <laughs> from, especially from that close like um yeah like okay we, we got this whereas with the capitals game you didn't you didn't know you, you weren't sure they counter punch but it you know kempfer would fight for his life to make saves which again you know sorokin in comparison like he is so smooth in his net like if he has to do a a crazy save it's because there was some sort of fucked up broken play 
right. like the, a puck hit it, hit an end board and, and went a crazy hits, hit a guy's skate or something. And usually goalies just sit on the wrong side of the net and the, and it's an empty net, but he's able to like triangulate it, get his body there and read it and have the hand eye to like get whatever he needs on it. Whereas yeah. like Kempfer, Kempfer did like, you know, make, he, he had some good saves, but a lot of times he was like scrambling, like flopping over himself just on just like regular plays, like guys cutting from doing what you do as a, as a, you know, pro offensive unit, which is like getting the goalie to move a bit, hitting him from weird angles, like playing with different patterns. And like Kempfer was not able to like handle a lot of that. There was a lot of fighting the puck all night. And when he let in that Engvall goal, he looked pit like he like right you know, he, every time he let in a goal and in the shootout he was just like there was some sort of like reaction about it yeah there's Ilya's trademark to me is um like in my mind's eye he makes this one save and he makes it several times a game because it's a pretty common play it's like a a shot from distance that's not really through traffic that he sees the whole way and he kind of just collapses himself into the puck. And like, not only is there no rebound, but it's like, you'd have to dig through him to find out where that puck ended up. Cause it's, he's so square to it and it, it hits him exactly where it's supposed to hit him. And it just probably drops right down onto the top of his pads. Uh, and that's when, when, when he's on, which is almost, you know, it's like nine out of 10 starts, eight, eight out of 10 starts for him, which is incredible. Uh, that save to me is like you see that in the first period. You're like, okay, we got we got him tonight, uh, and he just and that that like you were saying, like he should be calming us down as a, as as fans. Um, unfortunately, I just don't have the yeah. you know. It's just it's how I have to 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 experience it. Uh, yeah, experience Islanders hockey is is just you know, like like last night when when the Islanders uh, when when Mayfield boarded whoever he did which should have been a five minute penalty i think like absolutely should have been and i just remember my stomach sinking because that the the whole game i was like this this game feels almost like it's gonna end up like the sabers game a little bit Mm -hmm. um late goal by someone of note whether it had been like ovechkin or islander killer craig smith uh something like that and uh carlson and uh when it it didn't because we have Sorokin. So like as much as trots kind of broke the mold and, and re jigged how I look at hockey and, and the Islanders and, and what it means and what this, this team is supposed to mean like Sorokin is, is taking it now another step further um, with just trusting when you have, like I said, I, I appreciate him every day. Like I don't take him for granted, but I'm still learning how to uh, appreciate like an an all-time great yeah yeah like like an all-time talent um so i don't know how to do that because we've never had one like yeah i i I know how to appreciate (laughs) i i could tell you how to appreciate james wisniewski like and and all his nuances like but i don't know how to uh, you know we're looking at like yeah yeah exactly but dominic hashik i couldn't tell you how to appreciate that and that's what i'm learning how to do yeah, and 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 you know, with Sorokin, we've we've talked a lot about him. We and we have to we gonna have to talk about other parts. But it, this is nice because a lot of times, 
we've treated Sorokin on this podcast as, yeah, he did what you thought. Right. Like, yeah. like, 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 like we, we would, because it felt like, you know, we we're we're a niche podcast. We're a, a spacey podcast. So we're trying to, we, we're trying to find weird, unique little things that we think are going on rather than the most obvious thing. But Sorokin, the only reason we're excited about this team still is because, Right. They were able to get to this point because of Sorokin. Right. And, and yeah, so I'm not, glad we got to. They're the they're they're the Red Wings without Sorokin. Right. Yeah. Like they are Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and and Dan and I talk about this a lot with him and, and Barzell to an extent and, and Brock Nelson. We had a moment earlier this season where we were like, We don't we don't it's not that we don't appreciate Brock Nelson. It's just like he does every, he just does this every game. So yeah. like we could if we want to just just pre record something being like Ilya Sorokin rocks. Brock Nelson is great. Yeah. Matt Barzell, man, what a player. And just play that and then talk about the other kind of nuances that, that like, yeah, like you said, we want to get to um, because yeah. other people won't. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, Nelson's a great segue because the Islanders, Barzy, Barzy's fucking sorely missed, especially in all, oh, these, all these horrible passes that have happened on the power play. Power play was bad with him. But it was good in the window of time that it had him and Horvat because again, Horvat plays same spot, similar thing of of the guy that they had when the last time they had a good power play, and like it finally they finally had all the parts yeah that you want to have. Maybe you want a little bit better of a trigger man than than Nelson or or Palmieri. Like you'd like one of them, but not both of them as the trigger. Like you'd want one that's the an A trigger man and then having the other one as the yep. B trigger guy would be nice. But, but, um, Nelson, um, you know, with, with Barzi being out, a lot of eyes on Horvat. He has obviously struggled to be productive, but he's been asked to wear every hat yep. imaginable. And he's on a line now that doesn't work like that, that, there's no chemistry between Parise and, and, it's not, but he has a reliability. and It's actually incredible. He I, like he's, I was, I texted a couple of my friends last night in one of one of my chats and was like, "This guy fucking rocks." Like Horvat, he's him, Pajot and Sezikis are all kind of fulfilling the same role, which is like, yeah, keep us keep keep them out of the danger areas. Do everything you can to to keep that puck in front of you. And, and the wing, Matt, the wing, the wingers are going to do something, right? Yeah, exactly. And 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 if we can just keep this up, this this charade up long enough, Matt Barzell, hopefully, will be back soon enough, and everyone can kind of go back to doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Uh, and and it's so funny how like while they're off doing that, like they're fighting this battle, like they're behind enemy lines, almost like paratrooped in, and and then you got the 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 most handsome line in hockey just because of Pierre Engvall, uh, going into another stratosphere with with their the play. United Nations man the United Nations you got Engvall well I, no Nelson and Nelson and Palmieri are the same one so it's not yeah but I mean Nelson is like I mean I think look, of Palmieri like, as think Italian. about it this way I think, like, I think, think of a, yeah. I think of Palmieri as Italian but also think think like you and I as as New Yorkers from from Long Island like we probably have more in common with someone from London than we would with someone from Minnesota besides the fact that we like hockey and like yeah. I like I always say that like do I have anything in common with someone from Laramie, Wyoming? No, but like no. I have a lot of stuff in common with people from, you know, Liverpool or something like that, right? So like Yeah. 
Nelson and Palmieri are basically from different. They're from the United States, but like they're from very <laughs> different parts of the United States. Like Nelson is from northern northern Minnesota, was a, <laughs> a lineage of Olympians, and Palmieri is just this. Uh, uh, Smithtown, yeah, <laughs> just. He he was probably waiting a line behind. He he knows how to wait in line on a del at a on a deli line. Let's oh, just yeah. put it that way. Um, but the three every of them every, together... every Paul Mary every Paul Mary family party has has several long subs. Yeah, the subs and and a lot of, a lot of plastic of, plastic wear everywhere. A lot of heavy uncles. Like yeah. a lot of a lot of chubby chubby yep. uncles. Yeah, there's not a town. lot of room. There's there the the seats fill up pretty quick in in that that TV room. But uh, the, the that line together. Like if you if if you can hang with me for a second, when uh, like the three of them together, if they were to walk into a room, uh, if you like went to a college cafeteria, for example, like and you're like, oh look, look, there's there's the soccer team over there. Like I could see Palmieri Engball and Palmieri like sitting together at like on a freshman orientation day, being like, oh, I'm from this place, you're from that place. Uh, he's from over there. Like nice to meet you. And it's just working because like everything that they do kind of they're the Venn diagram ends up being like really it meshes really well. Like Engvall brings this this straight speed. He's got a good shot and he's rangy and he's solid defensively. Palmieri is not, but he's a little bit of like a bull in a china shop that Engvall isn't. And then you got Nelson, who I think is like the poet laureate of the NHL. Like the guy is yes. just like the most creative Mm -hmm. nuance like his, his ability to like dip and dive and and he's he's become a different I, I i can't recall i definitely can't recall an islander that has reinvent that, that has reinvented their career in this direction right as they got uh, getting more becoming more finesse and more creative i used to as, think like the ceiling for him would older. be like paul statsney like like yeah. a, like a solid middle six center who could like and his good year he's a number a fifty five ish point yeah. guy yeah maybe number six, maybe one sixty point season right yeah exactly his salad day season like he's a big trade deadline acquisition or whatever but yeah no no he's he's and brilliant. and you know the he has while well, we all eyes went to Horvat um Nelson is the one that has really really and in context Nelson should be the one to to pick up you know like because Horvat is having to do so much um yeah. and Nelson Nelson does too Nelson does get sometimes defensive assignments but Horvat's clearly gotten heavier assignments and uh and Brock because of that it's like you are the explicitly offensive line yeah. you are that they're the one that has the green light I think of, of all the, of all the Islanders lines I think that 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 informs how they play I think Nelson is like the 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 prime piece of that but in both these games you saw why Paul Mary and and and, and like what Paul Mary and Engvall bring to the, the the table like Engvall's speed is crazy you know I was a little bit worried when he first started like he, you know he clearly didn't know the system and that's something that Paul Mary said when he first came and and he's also just not like he's not a again typical islander player but the islanders are changing and i think he's part of like right. the embodiment of that change and and you know i was like worried at first is he going to be soft because he was just really shitty on the boards and all this other stuff and i was like let's see and then once it clicked once this line was made you know 
he's been better on the boards, but in general, he hasn't, they've been able to play away where the puck's not coming to him on the boards, having to to do much like, like right. they, they're, they're controlling where the, where the puck is going and how the, like how the pieces are moving around. And, yeah. you know, he has been so instrumental in zone exits and entries. Like he is just a, he is a fast skater, but he's also like an elegant skater. He like, right. he has like, he's, I think he's, he's like playing roller hockey. It almost looks like he's playing roller hockey while everyone else is playing ice hockey. It's, it's really gorgeous it's, to watch. It's kind of like a, it, he's like um, a taller Franz Nielsen type of yeah. skate. He made, and made probably a little bit like faster pure speed because Franz was a, he was a great skater. Like as this far as a, like yeah. agility balance and stuff. I don't know that he was ever like a foot race winning guy. Right. He was never like caught flat footed. He was so smart that you never really found your way into scenarios like that. Mm-hmm. But like Engvall is a guy that like has burners. He he does. And he's simple too, which I, I didn't expect. Like when you think of a guy like that, here's this really fast Swedish guy. You're thinking like, oh, this guy's like probably going to like dipsy diving and like play himself into trouble by overhandling the puck. But he never does. He's very smart with the puck on his stick. He knows how to relieve pressure too, like by even like curling back into the zone and and then finding the 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 defenseman and getting off for change. But when he gets a chance, like he's got a one track mind and it's shoot and, or or pass if he's going to pass. Like he's he keeps things so simple, and I think that's so helpful for Palmieri and Nelson because those two guys, Nelson, like I said, like incredibly creative, free thinking when he's got the puck on his stick and uh palmary and him have have chemistry because palmary is is ends up and he almost ends up at the same from a to b as nelson but he just gets there differently he gets there by being a bull in a china shop and like creating you know dust like tasmanian devil um and then yeah then like angval is now like roadrunner it's they are they're like a looney tunes line it's it's and it works <laughs> so it's so beautiful to they watch look them. so random they, they look like th- three random Truly random souls, yeah. Like put together, like I was saying, like at a at a lunch table, day one Zom- orientation, zombie, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, they nice came to from meet different. You. They survived um, yep, different yep, camps yep. to find each other. You yeah. know, where um, are you nice from? I'm, I'm from the 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 Atlanta outpost. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I made it from the, uh, the the Duluth outpost. Like you yeah. know, like that that's that type of yeah. And yeah, they're they deserve a lot of credit. Uh, Lambert oh. deserves credit for finding them. Uh, keeping them together too, because there's definitely been temptation to to spark Horvat. That's why, yes, yes, and I think the again the everything's every the puzzle is coming together, right? Like, like it feels like okay, it's established. It's like Horvat because Horvat's not pissed. Like he's 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 press. He's not even pressing because he's. Actually, he's not pressing. That's part of why he's not scoring. He, it, like, he's probably. I think I want. I'm going to say this over and over again. I'm going to say it on this podcast. I'm going to say it on Islanders Anxiety. I'm going to say it on Twitter. Uh, he's probably going to bed every night thanking his lucky stars he plays for the Islanders because if he was going through this slump in this kind of stakes environment with Vancouver, mm-hmm. there would be people picking through his trash and stuff. Like, like he would not yeah. be left alone. <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't be yeah. left alone, and and it would all day on if he turned on the radio on six sixty today or whatever, he'd hear about opening day. Yeah. Whereas if he was in Vancouver, all he would hear about was, you know, Bo Horvat, man, like this, you know, he, he's falling apart down the stretch. He's not clutch, whatever. Like he was, he was seen at Tim Hortons uh, last <laughs> week. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, 
Is his conditioning? Is yeah. he conditioned for? Is he taking his role seriously as captain of the Vancouver Canucks? <sighs> but like, we got his junior coach here to tell us, yeah. like, shut the hell up, like it's, Lambert. It's... La- so Lambert, you know, deserves credit for keeping them together. You know, it's it's everything. The culture of this team, from Lou to to the players to the coaching, everything is like it's everything's coalescing. I think I think pretty nicely, and I, I think there's no way to have the fortitude that they've had if Lambert was the same way. I think there's no way all the defensemen have had it started to round it. It's it, it's rounded the corner. The last that was the last part to kick in. I think the defense the past like three weeks. But like, um, they're like the the on the same way that I don't think all the defensemen fell off at the same time. That has to be some of Lambert. Then equally, it can't be okay. Things are coalescing. They've they they've they've rode out the storm. Lambert has no credit. Like, there's no credit to be given to Lambert here. Like, you can't have both. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, So, and and you know, with Paul Mary, um. I think this is kind of the last thing I want to talk about with the forwards. Paul Mary, um, he uh, he is such a. I, I pointed out some interesting things I've just noticed from watching him closely since he's come back because he is the most, especially with 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 Barzal gone, he's the most noticeable defenseman. It's like every time he's out, there's an event. It's either and it, it's sometimes it's like this insane shimmy like shimmy pivot that he makes out of the corner to like give himself an angle out of no like yep or sometimes it's him looking like the controller disconnected in his own end or or like he tried to do that same move in in his own end in his own end and it was like is that the only thing you can do and and like the i appreciate maybe like a distinct when you see how how paul mary plays and like Especially when you see how bad, if you if you just watch closely, the lack of poise and composure that he has defensively, like he has confidence though. He plays confidently with the puck, but it's unwarranted, like like in 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 his own end. And uh, I swear, like you know, the trots there was there really wasn't leash to do any of that in the trots system or the trots run right. show he, with he, Lambert. Yeah. With Lambert, that happens, and you know, I, it, maybe there's a little bit more of an understanding of like, all right, as lo- I'm trusting Ilya to to back you up. You can't do that multiple times a game. Okay, that was the one this game that you get to do. Now I better mm-hmm. see you. I better see you like really force that goalie to like put his 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 rotator cuff into <laughs> some serious like work to make a save or miss the puck and, and you score like, or hit the post. And I think, yeah. And I think, I think Paul Mary has been given leash and that, uh, that has, uh, you know, unleashed him as, as like such a dynamic player. Like yep. when he was productive and the goals that he got in, in the playoffs, th- those were very Islander trots, Islander goals. Those I've come to realize those are not really Paul Mary goals with the exception of like the um the overtime one against the penguins yeah i was thinking the same thing that was his ability to like lift roof roof pucks and and you saw it in the shootout to to try yeah to roof pucks from 
no ang crazy angles in tight too and like you know he, getting himself the 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 wrap around the world backhand against the devils yeah. like you know that's just a guy that's yeah. just he's got a lot of ideas he has a lot more ideas that, that he seemed to have had under trots and 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 uh and again he's, uh he's like a, a a quarterback like a college football quarterback who's like a dual threat um yeah. but like can get you in trouble all the time by throwing picks or whatever uh he i tr i trust him a lot Kyle Palmieri that his like you said his like dynamic ability will make the pull your hair out defensive moment that he has you know every game or so not like you'll come out ahead he's a hell of a lot fun to watch I didn't realize that um he is he's really fun to watch he's very skilled him and Nelson are the maybe two of the best players I can think of as Islanders that are Tavares was good at this too. Unfortunately, I give him credit for that. Like a 40, 60 puck, let's say mm -hmm. uh, where the defenseman has the 60% chance of winning it and, and skating it to safety. Nelson and Palmieri are both so good at taking that 40% puck, winning it and turning it into a scoring chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, he's been a joy to watch though. Like I, 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 I had a feeling like this was going to be a big season from him. That injury sucked. I mean, we talked about how this the season's been such a roller coaster, and in the middle of the ride, we lose Palmieri to two concussions. Suspect allegedly, he gets um, a goal in the in the game yeah, that he, he comes back and yep, gets another concussion, yep. and and like at the same time, Pelic goes down with one. So. When he came back, like it, it almost felt like Islander fans to him were like, "Okay, well, you owe us because for the second straight season, like you've underwhelmed production-wise, whether it's through your fault or bad luck or whatever, like you owe us." And that kind of pressure seemed to like build. And who knows if it was, you know, he re realized it. I'm sure he didn't, but like in in the fan base, and then the past few weeks, he's been him. Uh, you know, it's impossible to be the most consistent Islander ever because on, on this, this iteration, cause it's always going to be uh, talking skaters. It's always going to be Nelson basically. Yeah, like, the, yeah. and, and, but like outside of Nelson, it's, it's probably been him. And then, you know, like just him, him being able to create offense from, from seemingly nowhere. It's then makes life easier down the lineup, like on, on fashing and, and Parisi and yeah. stuff like they don't, yeah. they don't, they don't need to, you know, convert every chance or whatever. So yeah. I because, mean, there was a time of, this season where line, you're like, yeah. like if Hudson fashion got a scoring chance, you're like, well, that's going to be our scoring chance tonight. And Hudson fashion blew it. Because of the way the second line is playing, they're scoring scoring line goals. You know what I mean? Which then allows you need those. You can't, you can't just get, to your point, the Parise fashing, right? You know, uh, lunch pail goals. You, you, you need to be able to, and like this was to me the transition that was apparent that was needed. You know, the the trick that the Islanders were going to need to learn how to do, um, you know, coming out of last season, even if Trotz was here, was you have to find out how to give yourself breathing room 
So that way those like those, those like grinded out moments, they're not like it wasn't a whole game of grinding. You were able to get a goal just right. because you had a good skilled shift. Yes. It lasted 15 yeah. seconds. You know, it, it, it didn't involve the puck being chipped and like <laughs> multiple multiple checks having to be thrown by both teams. <laughs> you know, uh like a defenseman having to like hip check the boards to keep a puck in and you know shovel it out but but like you know that's that's exactly right and you know i guess we'll we'll close with the defenseman talk about the stories we, this has been the final part to come together and it feels like you look at each player each defenseman and there's like oh there was like a a, a story arc that has right. happened with you like within the fan base this season yeah. with every with every with every it's... player some of the multiple yeah like multiple ones you know the Pel- the first one being Pelic Kulak not working in the beginning of the season and it being like what is that is that the system is that the players is it one of them is it both of them what is it what is it what is it and they've been they've been split up and kept apart and it's worked yep and i think i think a lot of that is is by you know transitive property i think the fact that they didn't work was maybe part of that the other pairs weren't working either. And like they were doing so much heavy lifting uh, that it just, it, it became too much. And I think one of the, 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 the key moments of this entire season was after a long spell with no, Dobson realizing it didn't work. And then a long spell with Mayfield and being like, okay, that it worked even worse getting Romanov and Pollock together because it kind of just made it like Pelic and, and Mayfield had played together a lot last year. Like they, you kind of know what they'll be all right. They uh, penalty kill their, their penalty. They pen, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they, they've been here for a while. There's probably not very much that Anna Pelic doesn't know about Mayfield's game and vice versa. Uh, but Pollock and, and Romanov is, is great. Cause what it did was it kind of forced Romanov from, it, with like Mayfield, you had two very similar players. Both neither one terribly great with the puck on his stick from like a passing breakout relief pressure mode. But Mayfield thinks he's like a he can able to skate pucks out of pressure. So that meant like he almost had the puck on his stick more than Romanov did on that pair. And I would have rather Romanov and and since he's been with Pollock, what, what Romanov's doing is just moving his feet. Like he's skating himself out of trouble rather than trying to make the pass. Yeah, and it's working. Like he gets the red line, he skates. He's he's a good skater, um, and and that allows Pollock, I think, to to kind of be the lurker, which is his best role, like uh, on a pair. So it just ended up working, and you know, now, so it it like you said, these story arcs are so funny because so like you finally got Pollock and Pellick settled, and then you finally got Romanov settled. Mayfield, look. He's just he's a wild card. He's always gonna be the wild card. And you just pray that you just and pray it's unless he's taking like literally the same contract, which he's not done. Like like I'm I'm right. sure his agent is gonna be like there's you can make like literally eight eight to yeah. ten million more career earnings. State. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it's 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 gonna be one of the classic and I think that, that's like how much do like, these guys yeah. actually love each other moments? And yeah, because the answer might be, oh shit, like he loves this team so much. He just took it, but who knows? Uh, but he's like, you're almost just like praying that the Scott Mayfield 
from the playoffs in uh, 2021 reemerges in the playoffs this year if we get there. Um, and you and and we've known him for so long, and we and and his his flaws and his mistakes are so much more pronounced than I think the subtle things he probably does really well that coaches love and would love to have him for. Um, but like he's he's like his own thing right now, and and then Dobson. I think I think of all the Islanders that we've talked about, me and you, throughout this entire season. Mm-hmm. Dobson's probably been the one that we've 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 spoke about the maybe the most. Like being like, w- w- when is when is he gonna when is he gonna have his like glow up for this season? Yeah, because yeah. uh, you just think it's coming, and uh, it kind of started to show. I think a little bit. He had a terrible game against Buffalo. I thought. Yeah, um, yeah, not Buffalo. Uh, columbus and then he made the mistake against the devils but other than that i thought he was all right and then he looked fine the best two nights he had one bad mistake i think against washington i remember being like that was yeah well and 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 so i i think like i feel like starting with i mean after aho went down it seemed like his game got a little bit better and it, it started like inching up better and better um and and i Part of it is is maybe, you know, again, that like, okay, I need to be that much better now. Right. Um, like, especially now, Bo- like, Bulldog is up now. So now I'm like, I'm, I'm with a rookie. Like, right. I'm, that's the elder. A, I'm Andy Green. He's no adapter. That's such a wild. I, Lambert, do, Lambert's got some balls, man. Like, I, I'll, I'll give him that. It, it, it's bit him in the ass many times this season, but he's got some balls. Yeah. And, and like, putting like Dobson and, and Bulldog together has just been like wow okay you're going to you're you're willing to to try that i i respect the hell out of it especially because you know you have the the fits at the others and if dobson is going to be a guy that you know his pedigree is supposed to be number 1 defenseman and, right. and and i think he does have the parts to be a type of number 1 defenseman but John like, Carlson he reminds he like he he he's like that kind of number 1 defenseman i feel like and and like part of Part of that, no matter what type of number one defenseman you are, there's going to come a time where you're going to just have to go, I'm going to have to make this work. And and that's what he's been handed. And I think like, yeah, we're starting to see it. Like I thought he had that horrible giveaway behind the net that led to like with like five minutes ago, like it was kicked to the slot, defenseman pinching in, like in the Thomas Hickey spot. Right. Like one time did, but Ilya was just, was just perfect and beautiful as always. Um, but Dobson was, I thought in general, strong positionally defensively that game and his breakouts, there were like three or four in the like latter half of the game, like passes that he threaded, like wasn't just like, wasn't area bank passes. They were right. like tape to tape threaded through sticks. Like, like they, they were like real, finesse passes and and it's like okay that's that's why as frustrating as he's been like he's he's still insanely young yep like and he's and, he's and, so important to this like to this team he just like it doesn't doesn't work without him yeah and 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 in a in what is a bad year for him he's What's still he got, like 13 have, goals yeah he's gonna have like 45 he's gonna have more than like 45 points yeah, you know, like in in a bad year. So it's... and and I I wonder like just how much of like the power play 
in, in ineptitude ways on him just overall because he's he's done some pretty shoddy work on the power play uh, i would say like his decision making i feel like is just n- not right and and not just from turnovers but like okay you're you're opting for that shot after we just got these guys running around uh finally have like a, a they have a broken stick they've got a one guy running around without a stick and and you're going to offer that sh- like that kind of stuff but, or create a shot, create right. a shooting lane. Like, like he he'll he'll never get. Yeah, he'll never Bruno, make Bruno himself Gervais open. Yeah, yeah, he'll never make himself get open to like I, open yeah. to get a shot. But like, it's it's one of those those cliche examples of, yeah, we're hard on him and maybe harder on him than we are on other players as a fan base because we know, like, where yeah. he, like it's like when you would come home with like a C minus. And your dad or mom would just be like, "Yeah, the reason I'm pissed at you is because that was an easy, you know, like you're 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 good enough to to get an A in this class. Like we know it. Like you you love history. Like you should be getting an A in this class. It's a fucking World War One one test. Like yeah, get an A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's with, with Dobson. It it really is, and like he is Carlson because he's ultimately he's gonna be he's got to put weight on, but even if he, you know, gains 10 pounds, he knows how to play hockey this way. And, and, and he's, he's good enough at it that really what it comes down to is I think playing with the poise and confidence that like, no, that's what you have to do. Like there was a play last game uh, against capitals where he was, you know, there was a kind of a puck battle, like I think to the left of, of Sorokin's net, he wins the battle and it seems like, you know, there's pressure on him but he's able to just like skate it out because he, he, he correctly was able to yeah. like fake out the four. I think checker. I remember the play you're talking about. And at that time I was remember talking to myself being like, this guy was like a, a Memorial cup, two time Memorial cup champion, like number yeah. one defenseman. Like he knows how to, he knows how to fucking play hockey. Like just yeah. trust him. Like, and, and yeah. So it's like that. And that's the type of defenseman he has to be the way, like, you know, the, the, the type of defenseman, Ryan Pulak, is is he he's like um and I, I think he's starting to rediscover the offensive side of it and he never was as high end as as the high end offensive guy here but he's like a fusion of like Ryan Suter and and Shea Weber and like he has to like know himself and how to like and and what to be and how to do it at the pro level and it took him a while yep. to figure that out but I think he won a little bit more offense and he's starting to show a bit of it it's there. Dobson is is having to find his way to the type of player he is, and like that's just yeah. and and when when it's a play when when it's not a physical player when it's finesse it's going to be uglier when he fucks up. Yep. Um. But yeah, dude, I I'm I'm so I'm I'm so fucking like it's it's finally it's finally finally fucking come together. I I I believe. Although tonight, as as we record this, both the the Panthers and yeah. and and Penguins won, so yeah, it's not over. Um, it's not over yet, but you know, it's this is finally a team that feels like it knows itself because that was the thing that sucked about January was right. that that was a team that that you could tell knew they were they were in over their head. Lambert did. Everybody looked like 
it was it was it was hell they, they couldn't figure out it was like that that dream you, you, i don't know if you get it i think we, we might have even talked about it like that dream you have um where and everyone has it like you you show up at school and you have a test and you haven't studied it or you don't know where your classroom is like yeah. that's how they look <laughs> that's how they look like like you're like oh shit like we have a game today like we don't even know how to play hockey yeah. <laughs> we never had a training camp. Yeah. Like, like, like it, it, yeah, it, it really did. Like they looked like they didn't know yeah. um, who they were. And, and, you know, this is a team that looks like it's, it's finding, it's finding itself and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's riding it out. So, you know, I, let's just look ahead. I mean, we can do because this is very likely my last episode of the regular season. So I'm willing to do the uh, final six games of the season here. We're down to six, baby. Lightning, Carolina, another back to back, another back to back with less than 24 hours. I know. I know. Um, but Tampa and Tampa and Carolina. Yep. Um, and then home against Tampa home against philly away in washington again and uh home to finish against montreal yeah it's uh what's the point situation the the magic number is nine nine so yeah. so so that is i was at 87 they have to get to 96 what where do you so so we looked at the Islanders, then then look at the you look at Pittsburgh's schedule. Um and Pittsburgh's got the Bruins on Saturday afternoon. But I think the Bruins might have just wrapped up like the president's trophy. So it's a Saturday afternoon game, so let's hope that they're not like out partying tomorrow. And they're still chasing from... history though. Yeah, true. Yeah, like that's just a little scary. like you know how I said it before, like I make up bad breaks in my own head for the yeah. Islanders, and I'm like, of course the Penguins that's an afternoon game and the Penguins get mm-hmm. the hungover Bruins. Um, but so they have a back to back and 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 they have a more than twenty four hour situation where it's three PM then six PM. But it's against the Flyers who suck, but that'll be their Super Bowl. Um Devils wild. And then they close. This is the scary part, right? Like as bad as Pittsburgh's been, uh and they can lose to anyone as they've proven, their last three three games of the season are Red Wings, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets. Um, and that Blue Jackets game is the day after our final game. So it's a little scary. Um, so you say like the magic number is nine. Uh, and this is not without even like looking at Florida, who let's just hope don't really come into our pur- purview too much. But um, of Pittsburgh's last seven games, like you, you, you have to assume they're going to lose four, four of those points at least. Mm-hmm. So, that would put their max at uh, 94. So, and and the Islanders have the tiebreaker. So can the Islanders get, I think, can the Islanders get seven points oh, from their Christ. last six games? Oh, fucking Christ. That's, that's what I think it would take to get wild card one. Mm-hmm. Whereas to get into the playoffs is probably six points from the last six games gets it done. Because you think enough points will be lost by the, the Panthers? Panthers, or, yeah, in their yeah, final yeah. six games. Um, yeah. But... I don't know the answer. Like, uh, like I, I want to tell you, yeah, of course. Like, they'll be able to if they can't get six. I want to say that whole. Well, if they don't get six points from their last six games, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, but like, 
it's a it's a weird schedule because the two games against the Lightning, you got to hope that the 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 second one doesn't mean anything to them. Like it doesn't mean anything to them. And they that, and they have like a near scare of the, the game before. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like, like hopefully we get Brian Elliott because like Vasilevsky got run into, and they're yeah. like we're just gonna bubble wrap him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, like wow. that. Yeah, it's it's and then. Just you know, I'm the, gonna need you to send me the recording because my I ran out of space on my computer because I have deleted shit. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I uh, I don't know. Like I think like they should be able to get six points if they can get two out of four from this back to back with Carolina and Tampa Bay, which I think is gonna be tough to even do that to go one and one or oh oh and two. Yeah. Then we're then we're you know party on, but. You come if they lose this back to back in Florida and like Pittsburgh, like I said, they have that back to back. I think Florida's got Saturday against uh, the Jackets or someone easy. Yeah, they play the Jackets on Saturday and then the Sabres Tuesday. So, like, we could be in. We could not not we're not going to be panicking, but like we could be in a a prickly patch if things go awry. I would love I would love for the Islanders to get it get at least three points out of, out of that weekend. Cause I could see them easily getting five out of the other four. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they, if they can over, if they can like over, they'll have three, they'll have a three day break between Carolina and the home game against Tampa. Right. Like, you know, I, that, I think I just want that flyers game to be the game, like the game where they they're in like the game. Yeah. Like you get two points against Philly on Jerry Garcia bobblehead night at UBS Arena. Yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 you're lining up against Rasmus Dahlin, you know, like, and and Tony D'Angelo. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, that, get it. You, you got to cook them. Um, Please. And and I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think. Um, I I think you know what's good. Also, looking at the schedule, the Islanders actually have less of a flight between. Um, there, because both the Islanders and Hurricanes are playing Saturday night, and the Hurricanes are playing in Montreal, so they have. Wait, a, the Hurricanes are playing flight. in Montreal, and then they're the flying night. to Carolina. Yeah, that's hilarious. So the Islanders just have a flight from from Tampa to 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 uh, Raleigh. Yeah, the unfortunate thing about so like another situation where I'm making up bad breaks for the Islanders is like the, the Hurricanes couldn't beat the Red Wings tonight to kind of put a bow on the division and now they're in like these games are going to really matter to them um yeah and similarly like i've been preparing myself to play the hurricanes in round one uh for for the past couple of days which i know is getting ahead of myself but uh now we might have to completely recalibrate for for that loss if the devils do it so uh and and I'm I'm firmly of the belief that the rangers lost the game to the devils tonight on purpose because they'd rather play the hurricanes in round one than the devils so interesting interesting uh, i could see that i could see that i could see that um yeah i mean i i i believe and i'm just gonna say i'm gonna be optimistic and say the the islanders get uh you got a total of 12 points i'm gonna five. say nine yeah that's that's uh that would be something. I th- I like. I'll I'll say that. I think that they they get something out of this weekend, one or two points. And and when I say something, I mean like 
either they get the points or one of Florida or Pittsburgh completely shit the bed. Um, and that's that's how I look at it. It's you know, scoreboard watching is exhausting, and we've been scoreboard yeah. watching since fucking Christmas, man. So it's it's nice it's it's nice to not have to be like okay, what am I gonna uh, anxiously watch on fucking ESPN Plus right. on this random fucking Monday? I have to root for the uh, the 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 Coyotes tonight. What the <laughs> fuck happened to my life? Right. But uh, but it's been a lot. It's been a lot, but 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 Mike, this has been this has been a pleasure. Um, it, has, it really it has been a pleasure. Where where can people find you? Uh, the Islanders Anxiety Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I think you the weird... a Patreon recently. Oh, we did launch a Patreon. Yeah, uh, Islanders Anxiety. Yeah, we got booted off of our old host, so we had to launch a Patreon um, for our new host, or to 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 set ourselves up to be on our new host. Um, so that's patreon.com slash Islanders anxiety. And I'm on Twitter, the big Lebowski, uh, with two E's and I'm the one that, that posts a, a picture. And, and to be, and to be clear, you guys also do a free episode. If somehow someone's listening to this, that doesn't listen to you. I, I don't know that there's any demographic of that at this point. But, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The podcast is free. Like you don't have to, you yeah. don't have to do yeah, the Patreon's just, just, just to support. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we do some extra stuff. Like I, I read a newsletter, um, thing and um yeah the podcasts are free islanders anxiety and we usually come out on monday mornings unless um we don't and then uh or sunday afternoons or whatever but uh yeah dan and i have been doing it for since um since the first season at barclay center that that was our launch year and um i i don't believe the I can't believe so much about the where the Islanders are. Who the Islanders had, they didn't have. Then they hired Barry Trotz. Then they fired Barry Trotz in in the lifetime of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and, and so yeah, like it's just like and and I think that's kind of speaks about like my life too, just like the ups and downs of whatever. Um, but uh, what I love about doing Islanders anxiety is the reason that I love doing these past two hours is just I just love talking about the Islanders in a more of a a conversational like big picture this is how this team makes me feel mode rather than a um, they should trade for this guy like do this like fire this guy whatever kind of stuff mode which I just don't have time for uh, anymore this guy this guy this guy because if if we if we moneyball this right like like I can't I can't do that and um, I like to just be a part of the ride and talk about the ride as it's going on rather than saying like, well, we should have taken that turn. Look, everybody was talking about how the math wasn't good for the Islanders, but guess what, pal? The Islanders are not math. They're oh, art. The Islanders are the They're Islanders. Art. Yeah, the Islanders are the Islanders are a, a painting that is locked in the basement of a, a museum and only the, the janitors in the museum. The NHL is the museum in this Thing, and we're the janitors and, and we're the only ones who know about this beautiful painting in the basement just for us and, yeah we just go look at it and uh this is the best look at this beautiful abstract art painting of kenny Johnson. oh the man the myth the legend but but uh yeah this is uh this has been great i'm sure uh we'll be doing more who knows maybe 
maybe the playoffs we need to figure out some sort of uh cross the streams that should be the event wow that could be the the end game yeah uh moment for the islanders podcast where where the the or the avengers type episode where they all come (laughs) together post games just all of us on it with our microphones yes yes uh see who can see who can bring up uh justin papado's name first in context and that person gets a lot of money uh, where in, why are you going to peru and where are you going to peru i'm going uh to a wedding i i believe uh lauren's uh friend from i believe high school wow um she went to an international school so uh friends all over um and uh, yeah, so we got invited to this way. I've never been to Peru, so I'm I'm excited. I'm really hoping that I'm I'm not gonna have to be nervously you need looking to, at my my phone. You're going to be, and you're also gonna. You know how the Islanders have those that that Islanders Argentina account and the Islanders Brazil account, which are two of yeah. the best Twitter accounts ever. I mean, some incredible art from those folks who run the Brazil and, and Argentina account. Like you should become Islanders Peru while you're down there. I, I, launch one, launch one. Yeah, launch on, on launch the expedition. Peru. Yeah. I uh, it, it it's 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 reverse imperialism. I'm letting them, <laughs> yeah, exactly, lead the way. You know, uh, um, and, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I yeah, I really hope I'm not having to look at my phone while there, just because uh, I want to enjoy not being uh in America for a little bit. It's been pretty uh pretty rough sledding for uh, I don't know. I've I've lost track honestly. It's uh. <laughs> So, so just like getting to just like uh, be in like a different movie feels like it'd yeah. be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, but but you're gonna be looking at your phone. Yeah, I'm gonna be looking at my phone. But and you know, and I and I'm sure I'm gonna be seeing some Isles dubs. Um, just as we've spoken about all this episode. Uh, thank you to everybody that's listened. I guess review. I, we we genuinely, to be clear, we genuinely don't care. Um, so you can review us if you want. It'd be good. But like, I kind of the idea of not knowing who's listening to this or how many people listen to it is just the fun of it. So you know, yeah. Come back. We'll see you again soon in uh, in the playoffs. Methinks. Really hope this doesn't age poorly. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye.